Guys, welcome to the Drive-In Podcast. I'm Lamont. And I'm Alex. And we watch bad movies. So you don't have to. Well, today, I'm really excited about today. We got a series that we've been following. This is the second season of The Bear. This is coming from a place of wanting to start fresh and clean. This is going to be a destination spot. We drafted a quick term sheet. We need more money. Will you turn that thing off, please? How's that not making you insane? I don't mind it. It's a facelift, it's not a gun. Bear, it is a facelift and a gun. It's gonna take six months to open. Six months? That's being what? Confident? Cocky. Crazy. Still thinking chaos menu? Yeah, chaos menu, but um thoughtful. Ugh, gross. We need like a reset. I'm trying to start from a place of positivity. is ticking. We're going to be sending you to culinary school. A hell of a lot of siblings in here. Don't look them in the eyes. Ideally, we need five days on. Yeah, I just can't do Fridays or Saturdays. When can I talk to the chef? You are. Oh. Oh, don't freak out and go calling for mom. Mom. I'm going to call you. Call mom. Call mom. 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 She can't hear you. That's my love. I'm the supervisor. Supervisor what? But in order to do it, we had to bring a special guest in. We needed somebody who is well-versed in, you know, food and cinema. So there's only one person on the radar for that, and that's Cecil Hannibal, news anchor and also the host of 16 Cuisine. Like, he gets out there and tastes all the food for everybody. So welcome in, Cecil. I appreciate y'all for having me. I don't know if I'm the best option, but second best is still fantastic, you know. Oh, you're the best. You're the only one. Right you got to live by you got to live by the motto of Ricky Bobby, baby. If you're not first, you're last, baby. Hey, so you hey. gotta, you're the first, man. You're the first. <laughs> now I'm excited, man. I look, I I love the bear. Uh, season two is season two's are hard to do, right? When this first season yeah. is so amazing, so I was like, what's this gonna look like? But we'll get into that. We're gonna get into that. Okay, all right, Alex. Season two of the bear. What did you think? Just your initial thoughts, man. Okay, so coming off of the high of the first season, like we were talking about it, being that, I mean, just be honest, we're foodies. We love to eat. We love, some of us love to cook. Um, And it's like seeing the process of how a restaurant goes and the dysfunctionality of this family, (laughs) it was a... Pun intended recipe for a great show. Like they put together a great show, metaphorically, cinematographically. They just went all out telling the story of these characters, and the character development was wonderful. So you go into season two thinking, okay, the pacing, they got to keep the pace, at least keep the pace. The story can't elevate from where it was last season, but sitting there and it's like okay episode one two okay okay keeping the pace keeping the pace and then next thing you know you get to five and six and plane takes off 
<laughs> you you go you go from regular diesel fuel to jet fuel real fast. And season two, I have to say, it, it amplified. It, it they put some uh paprika on it. They put some strong uh accent in there, some MSG, and it got it got real good. Yeah, I I a hundred percent agree. I feel like like you were saying the uh. It felt it felt like a meal to me. Like it started with mm-hmm. the appetizer, which is like the first two episodes started kind of slow. Then it then it built up into the main course. And then you had a strong d- dessert. Like I felt like it was a really like well conceived season, well done season. Like you said, Cecil is hard to follow up. Like season one was pretty perfect, and you could just tell by the Emmy nominations that like just literally everybody in the cast got. Like I think they had like twenty something Emmy nominations, and for season one. And season two, I feel like it just built on that. What, what, what did you think of season two, Cecil? How did you feel about it? You know, I was really excited for it. Um, it, it for me, you guys said a meal, and I, I definitely feel that it's for me. It started out slow, not a bad slow, but I was like, where, like, where, when is this gonna ramp up? And then, out of nowhere, that family Christmas episode. <laughs> Just took yeah. things, and I feel like from that point forward, it was just it was on ten. Um, and no, I, I really enjoyed it. I I like how they um, really developed a lot of the characters. Um, Carmi, for me, getting like falling in love again, right? And yeah. and you knew, you just knew. And I I think the sign was the family dysfunction told me this love ain't going to work for Carmen. It's not. I just yeah. knew it. Because you, you, they were showing you that this isn't, like, all all the stuff you're seeing isn't random dysfunction. Like, it is ingrained in this family. And I, I love how they took us from that. They showed us. They, they've given us hints of that in season one. But then they were like, oh, no, wait for this. This family is jacked up. That's fair. Like, I also feel like they do a really good job I think of all the, sh- the shows out there now, they do a really good shit job of guest stars. Like Alex yeah. and I were talking, like Jamie Lee Curtis, like just yeah. coming off yeah. the bench, just throwing like, like yeah, how you just grab Jamie? <laughs> hey, what you doing on the Thursday, Jamie? <laughs> Could you come in and play this uh dysfunctional mom that that's stressing out and run a car into the to the house? Yeah, yeah. I could do that. I can do that real quick. <laughs> like what? Wait a yeah. minute. Like, oh, you get Robert Townsend like a goat in comedy, and he's like, "Hey, Rob, we don't want you to do any, you know, strong stuff like Five Heartbeats, but could you just come in and sit in and play somebody's dad?" And oh, then, you want the Parenthood? <laughs> okay, cool. We'll give we'll give you that. And then Sarah Paulson's just like, "You're only gonna yeah. get like three lines, but that you, yeah. you want to come?" And she's Can, like, "Sure, sure, sure yeah. I'll do it." And it's like, what type of what friends do you have? What kind of friend circle you got, man? Well, they said that since the like season one was so popular, like everybody wanted to be on it. They said everybody, uh, everybody that came, they worked for scale, so nobody was getting rich. They just wanted to be a part of the show. And I guess the Sydney character, Sydney and Robert Townsend, they're friends in real life. So she was like, "That that's got to play my. He's got to play my dad." Yeah, and I thought that's now, dope. he he was he, like when I was like Robert Townsend, like, that's really good. Like okay, and then Sarah Paulson, like you said, just coming in. You know, and Bob Odenkirk, just just really strong performances from the cast and the guest stars. And we didn't even talk about like the Punisher. Like he's still yeah, still amazing. Comes in and does what right. he do, man. You know what makes it so special is that 
these amazing stars come in and they don't even they don't even have they're not even doing anything <laughs> like they're not even like like they're not in they're they're not a huge piece of the story and it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter like it's just it's it's the fact that they're they're just coming in to be someone's cousin or auntie they're going to sip some wine read a couple lines and but but while you're watching it you're like is Sarah Paulson really sitting here right now <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's like that that to me just is incredible. Yeah, like I said, I think it's just like well done. And I love how it picked up right after season two. So we didn't have a big time jump. It picked up and they had to go through the the machinations of putting the restaurant together. Like Sydney had to go around and taste all the foods when Carmen wasn't supposed to come with her. You just got to see how it's really hard to, you know, have a relationship, like you said, and then work a business like because it's always pulling against you like everybody's gone through that i think yeah i'll say of the my favorite um guest appearance honestly will poulter the chef out in um out in europe got my skill set up really quick and then started to feel like i was really the best and then i started at this really great place as a commie and this other chef started the same day as me but we weren't like he was better than me, much, much better than me. He worked harder, and it was the first time I realized that I wasn't the best. And I was like, at least I knew who the best was now, and I could take that pressure off myself. Um, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Warlock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, after I watched it, I saw a take that, I don't know if you guys remember, he was talking about he was the greatest chef ever, and he had all these expectations. And then he came across a chef who was just better than him. And it changed his life. And people think that he's talking about Carmi. I don't know if you guys remember that scene. It's a yeah, it's not Carmi. I thought it was Carmi. It, it, it is Carmi. It is Carmi. Because you go back and there's an there's episodes a later. Yeah. There's a photo there's up. A yeah, there's yeah. a photo. That to me was like, oh, that's so crazy. That is so crazy to me. But those yeah, little details, and, man. Yeah, and, and it's like with those little details, you know, you find out the character development where, first of all, you get this motley crew of all these people that are just going everywhere, doing their own thing. And they're good at what they are, you know, from Richie to Sydney to what's our young lady that that's the Hispanic lady. Um, Tina. Tina. All of them, like, everybody's good at what they do, but they just can't rope it in mm. and be a team. And then it, like, like we said, it's just like cooking. It's like all these different ingredients. You just got to make it work together. And then when you get in season two, you see how, okay, this is what, this is such and such strong point. This is such and such. This is how they work this person. And it's, it's so amazing to see how this, most the the side characters are becoming so strong to the main characters because when we get to the last episode of season two, your main characters are the ones that's falling apart, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, but Sydney is in the back vomiting her her whole life up. Carmen's in the freezer, locked away, and he can't touch nothing. And it, you already know he's like a control freak. In yeah. his circuit, his life, 
So when he has to lose total control, even with the girlfriend, it's like I'm losing my grip because I can't relax because I don't want nobody to mess this up for me. And it's like, and then we see why he's like that because his mom is like that, you right. know. <laughs> she got all these clocks going on. She's like the, like the uh, what's the what's the guy, the Mad Hatter in in uh, Alice in Wonderland. She got all these different clocks just going in in the in the uh, kitchen, and she's going off on everybody. And it's like, dang, they're telling stories of other characters just to show you how these main characters are the way they are. And it's amazing to see how well written uh, this show is. Hollywood, pay these writers because they can do yeah. their job. Pay the writers, let them cook, man. Let them yeah, cook. and 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 pay the fridge guy. Like you need. Yeah, to- pay the fridge. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. Pay the fridge guy so we won't get locked up in the damn uh, refrigerator while everything is going crazy. They told him like three episodes in a row, and he just didn't do it. He didn't do it. Did not do it. Yeah, he kept getting distracted. Like he kept getting phone calls. He just was like, and then it finally did it. But that's that's the thing that kills me though. The very thing he got distracted from was the thing that kind of mellowed him out. Like kind of, you know, because he was so intense. Like when he came in, so it's like it's 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 crazy how you may lose your edge, but you won't lose your mind in the in that sense. Like, if he had kept on the path that he was going, I mean, dude was slamming Pepto-Bismol because his stomach acid was just going crazy. So you needed somebody like, a, a, a what's her name, a Mare Bear to come in or Care Bear to come in and, and just give him some kind of relief because dude was wound up tight, bro. By the way, I've never seen someone take Pepto to the head like that. That's That's bro. insane. That's insane. <laughs> So much to the point he had to pass the other people and they, they drank it like it was liquor, man. Like no. You want some of this 40? <laughs> right. You want you want in on this 40? Like, God, bro. But, but it's, it's just those mad, dynamics. But it's gotta be mad stressful, like to do the restaurant business and uh open it up. I mean, I just don't it's gotta be a lot of stress in order to do that, especially when you're the guy and you wanted to come out. But I feel like if he would have just trusted the process like mm-hmm. he did because everybody was trained i love how he empowered all his people at the beginning of the season yeah like i'm gonna send you to cooking school i'm gonna you know send you to major d school i like i'm gonna make sure that you be you become the best of what you can become and i thought that was a cool cool move from a boss so let me let me ask you guys this speaking of of the chaos part and how did you guys feel on episode 10, the last episode of the season, how crazy the kitchen was compared to how they had to put on a facade. Once they once they passed through the threshold of the door, the kitchen to the, uh, what they call it, the front end, from the back end to the front end, how everything was calm, and they never let, let the customer see how chaotic it was. But when you get in the back, it was crazy. How well, you guys I- took that? I feel like that's real. Like, I've shot enough of these, like, 16 cuisine joints where, like, in the back, it's, it's like an organized chaos. You know, mm-hmm. like, like it's it's crazy, but people know where stuff is. They know what they're doing, and they have the muscle memory of, like, of doing it. If you're looking at it from the outside in, you'll be like, there's no way I could do it. But, like, right. the, chef, the chefs have their own little shorthand, uh, like good chefs do. 
And I thought mm -hmm. it was I thought it was realistic when I saw that. Like in the front of the house, you shouldn't see any of that. If you do, then that's something wrong. Right. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I I loved the part. You're gonna think I'm crazy. Where one of the new one of the new cooks was in the back smoking crack. I was like, wow, yeah. that. <laughs> I was like that. Um, that sounds about right. Like it, the the restaurant industry is insane, right? People are. It's it's very stressful. Everyone's artists, right? They're you know sometimes they ain't making a whole lot of money, um, yeah. but it's for the love of the game. And you know, with artistry comes, you know, some paraphernalia and a little drug use. You know what I mean? So right. I was, but well, I just I thought that was hilarious. Well, I love how my man was like, "I think I gotta fire you, but I'm not sure. I got right. Let me go check. <laughs> yeah, let me go check. Like I think that's wrong, <laughs> but I just well, let me check with Sid real quick before you know. We get into this, but I thought that was yeah, like you're right. The, the drug they brought a lot of that stuff in there. Yeah, no, I thought it was brilliant. The con the contrast. I mean, I, as I was watching, I was like, it, it you you it really made you take a step back and go, wow, that is really what eating in fine dining is like, or most restaurants, because you're sitting, you know, you're sitting enjoying your nice quiet dinner, candlelight, you know, the you know the waiter or waitress is, oh, do you need anything? Meanwhile, in the back, they're cussing each other out. Somebody's pulling out their crack pipe like it could really be like that and i like that they showed the, the other side of the food industry that we probably just don't see what it's like yeah. it's kind of kind of like the news business you know we'll be back you know cursing and screaming and whatnot but at the end of the day it's the product on the air that you see and nobody knows what nobody knows like all the stuff you had to go through to get right to get yeah it. And, what you just heard is that lamont cusses me out sometimes you sometimes, know? Oh, sometimes true that and but that's that's the nature of the beast and where other people it's weird how it's so relatable because you work in those team environments where you have to, your project got to come out really nice, but the elements have to come together and you have the way people talk to people, you, you would think, you know, we will hold beef forever, but it's like, no, nah, we were in the heat of the moment. Yeah. We said some stuff. How did it turn out? How did the story come across? How did the meal turn out? Did it turn out good? Okay, good. All right, so we do it tomorrow. <laughs> and well, it's like, well, like especially that that last scene with Carmi and Richie. You know, yeah. I mean, like the like I love how it's shot, but just the way that he's in the freezer and he's out, and Richie's like, "I love you, I love you," and Carmi's like, "F you, f you." Like, it, yeah, it it felt so real. It felt like like family, you know. Yeah. So, all right, well, let, let's get into our categories, guys. I'd love to see what you guys think of the season, who won MVP, LVP, uh, and I got a new category for you guys. Uh, so, Alex, MVP of the season, who do you think the MVP was? If MVP of the season for me got to be Richie, man. You want me to fork? I'll fork. I'm not going to give cousin the satisfaction of coming home early. I can do my time standing on one foot. So let me get this straight. He's punishing you by making you work at the best restaurant in the world. Yep. It's punishing me for being ancillary. Great, let me give you some purpose then. Dry those properly. You see those streaks, that's bad. Thanks, Junior. Where's the boss? Which one? Big boss, Capo, Terry. Chef Terry's always watching. Richie, Richie for me, uh, I love his whole development, man. Cause Richie was that dude you felt like he just wanted to sabotage everything because it wasn't going like when when uh the brother was alive. Like we had fun, we had blah blah blah. In season one, he was just that that Debbie Downer. 
Like, I don't see the vision. I like the way it was. And, you know, everybody had that, but he was like the main component for it. And then even until we get to that great episode, I think it was episode five, five or six, where Richie, I think, no, Christmas was was five. Oh, uh, Richie talking about seven forks when Richie. Okay, uh, forks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Richie goes to this this upscale restaurant, and they run like they run like Quantico, like they, like they were government issued. So he gets into it, and, he, and one of the things in that episode, he said, "You guys drunk Kool Aid," but then eventually he saw how everything functioned, and he was like, "I get it." And when he came back, he changed the whole team. So Richie, for me, most most improved and most valuable player for me. Okay, all right. Uh, Cecil, who's your MVP of the season? So I was, so I I'm definitely Richie MVP. But to not double dip, um, I would say the runner up for MVP for me got to be Tina. Got to mm, be Tina. Yeah. because Tina, like the growth from season one. You know, I'm not saying yes, chef, right? Like to. <laughs> by the way, I, I yeah. love to just say yes, chef. Now, randomly, yeah. just part yeah. of yeah. like that. That, yeah, that yeah. that's what people will take away from ten years from the bear is people are still saying yes, chef. Um, yeah, but I think I want Tina's, my girlfriends, to, my future girlfriend, to say that. Just yes, <laughs> chef. Yes, chef. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tina's growth, man, um, and like she became a chef this season. Right. Like before she was a cook at the end of the season, she was a chef. And to see her go through the cooking school and our guy, um, Ibrahim, he seemed like he couldn't handle it. Right. And Tina was like, no, I got this. Um, And I think her character adds so much to the show in the first season. You know, when season to season, you never know if characters are going to get a bigger role or how they're going to develop them. But her relationship with the main main characters um, like the way she's almost like kind of like a mother figure for Sydney. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the knife relation, the, the, the knife thing with Carmi, right. That was such yeah. a special moment for me because, you know, she said, Hey, I need a knife. And he was like, take mine. And the first time it was like, Oh, you're letting me take your knife. And then she tried to give it back. And he said, no, it's yours. And to me in, in for, for chefs, I mean, I'm not a chef, but I imagine that's, that's a big, big deal. deal. That's a yeah, huge yeah. deal. And that just shows that Carmi saying, no, Tina, you are one of our chefs now and you deserve this amazing piece of equipment. And you have my, the equipment really just means you have my trust, right? right. My hundred my percent trust. Um, and I think those special moments between like Tina to me is the glue of the bear cast. And I, I just mm. love her. Wow. That's yeah. Good. That's fair. That's fair. Like I, I for, for me it's the MVP, and I told Alex this: it's uh, it's Richie, man. Richie is my MVP. He is amazing season, uh, just amazing actor. Just love the growth of through everything. Like he was just really amazing with showing. I don't know. I felt like I was Richie. I felt like you, you you're somebody who feels like you know your life isn't going how it's supposed to be, and then somehow something goes off. And mm-hmm. you figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like we've all had that where you're like, okay, now I can now I need to shoot a sequence. Now I need to tell better stories. Like you know, right. something something happens in your career 
where it just goes off and you care about it. And I felt Man. like you, you saw it in episode seven. And and Richie was just like all in for his family. There's like little touches that I don't know. I just thought was really well done with with this actor, and so he's my MVP. Boy, but nothing, I also, huh? I was I was about to say, ain't nothing more motivating than hearing your uh, ex wife that you thought you was gonna get back with say, "Yeah, I'm about to get married." He's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> time to focus." <laughs> but but it, yeah. it felt it felt real. It felt like okay, yeah, really. yeah. I need something to be proud of. Like, and then that's the thing with Richie as far as like when you go back to that Christmas episode and that whole thing where he asked the uncle for the job. And he, uncle, uncle, kudos to uncle though. Like, he, he right up there with the uncle that gave um, Lance $5 and the best man. <laughs> What it was some movie uh, where he did find out Uncle, Uncle Skeeter, yeah, 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 Uncle like, Jimmy, and then what's our <laughs> uncle from Snowfall? Uh, oh, Uncle, uh, Jerome, 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 yeah, like one of the best uncles ever, man, right up there with Uncle Phil, baby. <laughs> but it's just that he he has something to to make him focus now. So it was like I don't want to be. That that f up person that everybody look at like oh you just disruptive everywhere you go even when even in that last episode when Richie came out and said I got this I can I can drive just you go cook and I'll I'll drive the house and everybody was looking like oh what's about to happen and in that five minute period he he was like a boss yeah. but he was there he saw it he finally put two and two together and he made it happen. And I love that that about Richie. Yeah. yeah. Richie MVP. All right. Yeah. Uh LVP, Alex. Who's your LVP? They sucked or you wanted to see more of them? Uh, I really would have wanted to see uh Nurse Hatchet again later. Uh the the cousin that was at the family, you know, the uh you know the weird lady off of uh, American Horror Story and uh, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Yeah, yeah. I would have wanted to see more of her in 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 more episodes, just because she's who she is. Like she does not disappoint, even when she was trying to convince my guy to come to New York for a couple of days just to get out the insanity. You'll be you'll be like, okay, who is this lady, and why does she influence? my guy so much so I would want to see you know even if Jamie Lee Curtis didn't come into the restaurant at the end oh that was could so we have that was so good that, uh, was so good. that was crazy if she if the aunt had came in in her place and sat at the table I would have been like okay now I'm about to throw throw my phone because I was watching it on my phone I'm about to throw my phone across the house because <laughs> it, it's just I I would have wanted to see more more of Nurse Hatchet. Okay, all right. Uh, what about you, Cecil? Who's your LVP? That's a tough call because I don't least valuable player. It's tough because I really liked a lot most people's character development. Um, now let me ask this: When we say least valuable player, do we mean our least favorite character or the least relevant for the show? Either or, it could be like your your least your least favorite, or like the actor themselves didn't do a good job, or you just wanted to see more of them. Like you wanted to see more of Sarah Paulson, like anybody that you wanted to see more of that they didn't use properly. 
So, yeah, I would say, and maybe it went over my head, but um, Ibrahim's character, I feel like mm. they didn't develop him the way I thought. Like, everyone else was getting their character development. They were doing this, doing that. And I know that he was just, he was tripping out about going to culinary school. And, like, that was his thing for the season. But, um, yeah, he just... I, I, the whole time I was like, dude, they're paying for you to go to school. What are you doing? Like, just do it. Yeah. Just like, like suck it up and just like, like they're trying to change your life, dude. And you're, you're fighting it. Right. And I know everything kind of worked out in the end, but yeah. his, well, you his... Know, But you know, everybody, there's always an OG that doesn't want to change. And he's that guy. Yeah. And he's like, like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to go to digital. Like, I, I don't want to go nonlinear. You know? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I like real to real. Real yeah. to real. Yeah. How much time we got for the rest of the year? Like, yeah. we're not so going to get this story done. <laughs> so he's that guy. He's like, he's the OG. He's like, I ain't trying to change. So, but I get yeah. it. But yeah. I would have loved to see the back to of like the why. Yeah. yeah. Just to more yeah. to it. Like, it, he was he was frustrating me all season. And I still don't really have a grasp of why. Yeah, it's like they gave a hint to it, like he was probably in the military, wherever he was, and that probably shook him really bad. But I would have wanted to see that backstory. I would have yeah. wanted to see like a younger version of him going through whatever it was to get him to the point. Even, I mean, even if he was like this great killer, and then he just chose <laughs> to start cooking food. To get oh, him away from uh -oh, that. Uh oh. <laughs> there I go. Hollywood. <laughs> Here you go. I keep keep dropping y'all jews. Y'all need the writer strike is up. over. We got one. We got another episode. We got another episode for Bear Three, <laughs> season three. But yeah, just yeah, that character man, like he does, he is a strong LVP because it's like, dang, I really want to see why he ticked the way he ticked. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, for me, I'm going. My LVP is Pete. Not gonna hurt it. I promise. I promise. Plus, we gotta get all the dinners in before the baby. So, who's baby? Um. Uh, oh. Oh, you and Adam. I thought she. That's wonderful. Uh, That's wonderful, Pete. Um. Donna, I, 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 I don't know what to do. Could you, could you help me? Could you just come in and we'll, we'll Pete, you're very sweet. Pete, because Pete literally had the, probably arguably for me, the best scene in the show when Jamie Lee is trying to come in and he's uh. there standing up for his wife and he's like, nah, come on, this would be great. And it, I'm like, he's going toe to toe with Jamie, Oscar winner Jamie Lee Curtis. And here to far, barring one of your words, Alex, he's been like kind of a throwaway. He's been like the joke. Like, yeah. the, you know, they've been making fun of him. But to see this actor go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Jamie Lee in a strong scene that's just like, just tell me it's going to be okay. And he's just standing there. And the way he goes in and he's talking to Sugar and he doesn't tell her, but you can see all that on his face. Yeah. Like if he If he could do all of that, Let's let him do a little bit more. Like, I just yeah. thought he was really good in that scene. Yeah. And it just shows that they have, they got stars at every position. Mm -hmm. So that's, he. he's my my LVP. I just, when I saw that, I was like, 
then let this dude do more, man. Let let him let him make him a starter. Let, he don't need to come off the bench. Let him cook. Play. <laughs> yeah. Let him cook. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, even Lamont is like he was that dude that would mess it up every time, like with the seven fishes. And, and he they, bring one more he, fish, like what? And he bring another fish. Oh, you about to mess up and throw it away. But then he gets he gets it. Like this family is not like his family. I guess his family tells everything and they share everything. So now he has to go back in and instead of breaking the news to his wife, he just holds it in, inside. Yeah, like that was another part of his development because you know normally he'll be the one. Oh, y'all didn't know that such and such dude. <laughs> we were trying to keep that under the. Oh, you tell too much. So with him doing that, he's he's finally got a grasp of how this dysfunction, dysfunctional family functions. So he yeah. goes right to suit to it. And, but yeah, like that back and forth with Jamie Lee. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. <sighs> Six man or six woman coming off the bench, Alex. Who's your six six man or woman coming off the bench? Who did the most with the least? Mm, six man for me. Uh, ooh, I think I think I'm gonna go with with Care Bear, Mare Bear. I think her character. And the element, well, she really wasn't in season one, though. No, oh, I'll change it up. Okay. I'll change it up. I'll change it up. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Sid. Sid is, is consistent. Um, and watching Sid and all that in, internal drama that she got going on. Uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm scared that, like... I don't have what it takes to like not fuck this up. You're not gonna fuck it up. <laughs> Dude, I fuck things up. I fuck things up all the time, like every day. Yeah, but not. I like this. You could do this without me. I couldn't do it without you. Yeah, you could. That's the thing that gets me. It's like Sid is her work. Sid is her worst enemy. Yeah. So I I I like Sid. It's consistent, and you finally get to a point of relief with her when her dad, when Robert Townsend comes back there while she's barfing up the world, um, and just comforts her and sees her in her element and gives her the thumbs up, like. That's like a great landing point for me for Sid for these last two seasons because she she had to fight to get the, the 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 following of the the crew and then she got to fight with the head guy because he don't see what she, and she's doing all this work and she's fighting back and forth she's fighting with the fact of not having a relationship with her mom and then she's fighting with her dad because he feels like she got potential. But she doesn't know how to focus on one thing, and she's just on a pipe dream. So finally, it lands for her at the end. So Sid is my sixth one, man. She comes off the bench smoking hot with those threes, maybe. Okay, all right. Uh, Cecil, who's your sixth man? So, okay, it would have been Marcus had he not fumbled the bag with Sydney. Yeah, okay. mm. yeah, true. Mm. So, yeah. 
so the 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 committee has not voted him six minutes. <laughs> uh, instead, we're going with someone you might not expect, but to me, was a very strong part of the second half of the season. And I'm going with Fack. I think you're so fucking cool. I am so fucking cool. And you don't need to be here. I'm the supervisor. Supervisor what? Not good, guys. This is not good. This is What's not good. good. Mold. Is that bad? Mold is the death knell. Okay, don't freak out and go calling for mom. This is okay? scary. This could ruin everything. Listen, it is scary, okay? And I will grant you that it's gained some traction in recent media cycles. Mold is a buzzword, yeah, for sure. But if you go call mom, she's going to call in all the weirdos and the scientists, the abatement people. Lest I remind you, we are on Cousins... Schedule, Neil, Jeff. What's your middle name? What's my middle name? Yeah, like, what's your middle name? Lawrence. Well, Richard Lawrence, I'm telling Mom now. Don't you fucking dare. I'm going to call Mom right now. Don't I you dare. fucking dare. I dare. You know what, actually? I dare you. I dare right I now. I dare you. Call Mom. <laughs> I dare you. Call Mom. Mom. I'm going to call, call Mom. 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 Call Mom. 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 See what happens. Mom. She can't hear you. Mom. See what happens when you call Mom. her. Do you See what happens when you call her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the only real chef on staff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love how when Richie made his transformation, so did Fack. He put on his suit. <laughs> exactly. That was like brown. I was like I'm a suit guy now. <laughs> with like a with a ponytail. Shirt. With a ponytail. Bro. Yeah, with <laughs> a ponytail. Uh, face and neck tattoos and just the whole nine unshaved. Looks like he probably <laughs> smells a little bit, but. Like he, <laughs> even when he's dressed up, he looked like he smells. <laughs> ah! But he is a representation of this family and this group of like just characters, right? Like right. even when Richie cleans it up, you can't forget that fact. Like th- this is who they are at the end of the day, right? Mm. Um, and I just love the lightheartedness he brings to the show. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't come in screaming, cussing and yelling. He's just like goofy as shit. And he's just like, he's like, Oh, uh, you need me to fix that? Uh, I don't know. how. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. um, but I just love his character, what he brings to it. Um, we saw a lot more of him in season two and yeah, no, to me, he's the sixth man of the year. Cause I consider a lot of these folks starters, right? Like your yeah. Tina, your Marcus, your Sydney, Richard, like they feel like starters to me, and fact feels like, like he's a six man. Yeah, yeah. but he's Ray Allen's six man. Like, he is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's an old vet that comes in for any team, and he's he's old. He's like Phoenix Suns Shaq, you know, <laughs> Celtic Shaq. You know, he's like, oh, put the big fella in, just or- do what he do. Or you know, you know, from from Atlanta, so he's that Lou Will at Magic City, you know, getting a lemon pepper with sprinkles. Ah! You know what I'm saying? And a lap day. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> lemon pepper all day. I for my six man, uh Bob Odenkirk, man. Monster. Nobody fucking wants you here with your big fucking mouth. With your big fucking, fucking mouth. Fucking throw it. Go ahead, fucking throw it, you fucking animal. Throw it. Yeah, make it about you. Make Christmas about you. Hey, you're such a tough guy. Throw the fucking fork. You're nothing. You're nothing. Better Call Saul, just the way episode uh. People say episode six is probably the best. I don't know. That's up for debate. We'll discuss that later. Yeah. But his performance... Like with with when he's talking to John Barenthal and the way they're going back and forth, 
the way he comes in and he's just like this this big ball of energy. We know he has a relationship with the mom. We don't know what type of relationship it is. Like it and he's unintentionally funny. When he's talking about he keeps telling these stories over and over again. Mm -hmm. And please don't throw the fork. Like I had to go back and watch that thing just I had to keep watching it over if again. You like, throw that fork <laughs> one more time. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, these people are held hostage because of a yeah. fork, bro. So that's what you want your six man to do. Like he brings the energy. He's strong in every scene. And so he he's my six man. And to get somebody who is normally a starter to come off the bench. Like that's mm-hmm. that's just a testament to, to the filmmaker. I mean to the uh the TV making that they're doing here. Because a lot, a lot of starters like, no, nah, I need more lines or I need more to do. Right. But he's right. like, no, nah, I come in, I'll do my little day rate, and then I'm out of here. So he's my sixth man. All right. Uh, who the best episode of the season? What's your favorite episode? Like it's uh favorite episode, Alex. What's your favorite episode? At first. It was it was a it was strong head to head between Christmas episode and Richie coming into his own. It was strong head to head. But then when I saw episode ten, when everything came together, uh-huh. I was like, like, dude, it was smoke in the house. Like something got in my eye. I rubbed my <laughs> eye a little bit. No, well, it wasn't smoke. It wasn't. A little, a little. I, I think I had some pepper on my finger when I rubbed my eye because I it was itching a little bit and I started tearing up just a little bit at, at 10 just to see them bringing it all together, man. And then, you know, watching the main characters break and then the supporting characters support. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you heard. Fucking asshole. What did you just say to that fucking girl? Richie. Richie what? What the fuck did you just say to that girl, Carly? Shut the fuck up and get me the fuck out of here, please. Oh, yeah. I'll get you the fuck out of there, Donna. The fuck did you just say? I... What the fuck did you just say? Nothing. Richie, what the fuck did you say? Yo, cousin, I don't understand why you can't just let something good happen for once in your fucking life. What the fuck is matter with you? Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not fucking kidding you right now. Someone's got to tell you this shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck me. Here we go. Yeah, fuck you. Okay, yeah. You wouldn't have shit without me, so yeah. Yeah, all right. Tough Carmen. You wouldn't be able to pay for your fucking life or your fucking kid. You fucking loser. Don't tell you my fucking kid. You fucking loser. Yeah, at least I got a kid. You don't have shit. You don't have fucking shit. Where were you when we fucking put your fucking brother in the ground, you selfish piece of shit? In that whole environment and the way they shot it, because they shot the kitchen scene. They did the kitchen scene just like they did that scene where they tried to do that online opening and they just had a seamless shot where they were going from place to place to place with one camera and they did that in that episode and I was like dang because they had a close up on Sydney and she was talking to people and they would go into it'll still be focused she'll be in the forefront but then they have like uh, in the background it was faded and the people would do their lines and I was like dang that is so cold I'm going to steal that I'm going to use that in something else, but it's like that episode for me, episode 10 for me, is the one. Okay, all right. Cecil, who's your your favorite episode? 
I mean, I think you've really narrowed it down to the top three. For me, um, it's not the family one. Mm. And it comes down to me from seven to ten. I I originally thought nothing was going to top seven until ten. But I think I still there there's there's something about episode seven where Richie, after all this stuff, right? We haven't seen Richie since day one. Something mm-hmm. just clicked. Go. Four seconds. Three seconds. Uh, apple cider gets streak. Apple cider gets streak. That's my freaking boy right there. All right, let's go. Yes. Another one. Go. Oh, come on. That's Bercy. Really? Wait. No. Velote derivative. That's an Alamond. Ooh, yeah, it sure is. Oh, oh, uh, what year did the restaurant open? 2012. Yes, and what year did we get our third star? 2012. Trick question. Nice try. Correct. And lastly, what were tonight's specials? We don't have specials. We do have our have supplements, including tonight's caviar pairing. Up your ass! That was right. <laughs> and to me, I'm all about character development, right? If characters aren't, like, if I can't, if I can't feel their growth and understanding them and then what are we doing? Right. And so, and for good or bad, sometimes character development is, you know, progress or just everything goes to hell, but seeing Richie finally just become the person that Carmi needs him to be, that to me was so special. And that's why to me, episode seven, like that was such a key part of this entire series. Um, I think what happened, and one reason I don't say 10 is I think what happened in 10 can be undone, um, mm. right? Like with Care Bear, with, you know, it, like all that can be fixed. But like Richie becoming who he is today, I think that's forever. Not, you know what I mean? Not today, but in that episode. Yeah. Richie becoming this person, I think is going to stick. And I think that's a big part of the series. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's. I, I got to agree it's episode seven. I thought it might have been six or ten, but I like seven because, like you said, the growth of Richie, and I love the, I love the way they showed it. In, they showed it instead of to, they telling you. Mm. Like in, the in, in the beginning of the episode, his alarm clock goes off and he gets up late. By the end of the episode, he's getting up before the alarm clock goes off. Right. Like that's that's just a little thing. They're like, like okay, you got you got to catch that. And I love how he's. He's getting better. He's still talking to his ex, still has on his wedding ring, like just little touches like that. The the scene with Olivia Coleman is amazing. Yes. She's talking about peeling the freaking mushrooms just so people know that we took time on them. Yeah. Like it's just, and like and then every second counts, the mantra that they had there. It's just like, I don't know, it's kind of a metaphor for life. I feel like mm-hmm. like I came in at episode one way and I left another way, and I feel like that's the that's the 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 show right there. Like these guys are changing, and I feel like, you know, what happened in ten? Maybe he could walk it back with his girl. I don't know, but I feel like, I don't know. I, seven just did something to me. Like I really enjoy episode seven. The mushrooms, man. The damn mushrooms. I also want to. I forgot <laughs> to mention, um, Alex, man. You can't be crying in Florida. You know, them, them Florida, them Florida men gonna get you. Yeah, hey, man. You know, <laughs> down there. If you're smoking in the house, you need an alarm, my friend. Yeah. At, least, at, least, at least I stay in the house, man. I can't, <laughs> if I was out in the restaurant, I would, I would be messed up. But I'm, I'm, I was in the house. I was by myself. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, season three, I know it might be a minute before we get it because of the writer's strike and the actor's strike. 
what would you guys like to see coming up in season three? Where would you like this story to go? Or would or you think it should end right here? Alex, like, well, what would you like to see? Um, I mean, we have most of the characters developed except for two, right? And they're not that much of a strong. Well, I don't know. Because it kind of got me. Because you think, think about it, Sugar wasn't really developed in one. But yeah. in season two, she became more developed. So it's like, yeah. maybe there's a plan. Because the, the, maybe there's a plan. The writer the writer said that uh, when they came to Hulu, Hulu was like, we want you to have it mapped out for three seasons on where you mm. need to go. So they kind of yeah. know where the characters are going. Yeah, I mean, they we can go, we can delve in deeper to Tina. There's still some stuff there that could could, could be brought up. Uh, what's the what's the guy uh, that didn't go to Ibrahim. Chef school? Ibrahim, Ibrahim, Ibrahim. Yeah. That's another one. The other guy that's up front with Fat, uh, the black guy. He's kind of a mystery character, like a throw-in, and uh, the. The relationship between Sydney and uh, what's our what's our and Marcus, like those are and you know um, our guy trying to get back to fix the wrong with uh with, with Care Bear, like it's it's a lot of looming things that could happen in season three. But for me, I say stop while you're ahead, stop while you're on top. And season two was so strong, and the ending of season two was so strong. And some people would think, well, maybe he needs to be fixed. No, let him be broken mm. at the end. So uh, for me, season two is like a strong ending, strong finale. And I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind because after seeing Robert Townsend give his daughter the heads up, mm -hmm. I'm good on that. Cool, cool. What about you, Cecil? What would you like to see for three? You've made some strong points, except for ending it too. I, I need more. I need more. No, yeah. okay. I need more. <laughs> but I agree. I agree. If it ended like that, it 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 like it could end, and we would we we would have gotten something, right? Mm -hmm. But I want a season three. I want to know Tina's backstory, more of it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I want to know most of the characters' backstories, but I really want to know. Carmi's transition from the shop to culinary school to mm. an elite chef. I want more of that. Like they've shown us images and flashbacks here and there. And that one chef that just haunts him, especially in episode 10, we saw that again. Yeah. Um, but I want more of that because we know that Carmi is this genius. Um, the, the chef over there and was it um, Sweden, uh, yeah. Copenhagen yeah. or whatever, um, like scenes like that just reinforce the fact that Carmi is considered just a genius of among elite chefs. But I want more of how he got to that because all we know is he's this guy from Chicago who was this prodigy who cusses and is from this dysfunctional family. Mm -hmm. But like, I want to see, I want to see the hardware. You know what I mean? Like, how did he get there? That's mm -hmm. fair. That's fair. Yeah, like I want to see the. Uh... I want to see them be successful. I would love to see, mm -hmm. like, you know, that was a that was a soft opening with family and friends. I would love to see them be successful and see how Carmen can balance, you know, life and being a chef. Or does he turn into his boss? Or does he turn into Adam Warlock, the guy from Copenhagen? Like, where's mm -hmm. where's the middle ground for this guy? Or does he turn like, into his mother? 
Dun, dun. Yeah, or he doesn't turn into his yeah. mom. Like I would love to see whether where the middle middle ground. I, I want to see John Barenthal back. I want to see Jamie Lee Curtis back. Like uh, just let the actors come in and cook. I don't know. It's it's you know how there are shows that you you get a service for. Like if you mm-hmm. find out you get Disney Plus because you want to see all the Marvel stuff. Like you right. get who you get Hulu for the bear. Yeah, like, you, you, that like, is you true. Do. Yeah, the bear and uh Snowfall. Yeah, which. Once again, I'd like to say shame on the Emmys for not recommending Snowfall or any of this. And shame on the en- Emmys for considering Bear as a comedy. It is not a comedy at all. No, it can go up against the session and beat it. But yeah. I don't even know when I laughed that much. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you might giggle at Back. the subtleties. Back. It's subtle <laughs> stuff. But, man, intensity? It's a drama? drama? Yeah, it's a drama. Bruh. Well, on, I think that, you know what they should do? They should maybe split it it into hour and half hour you know instead of getting into like specific categories because because it's a half hour they're probably let's do half hour hour shows mm-hmm. and let them compete against each other because it yeah. shouldn't be competing against Abbott Elementary I just don't no uh, not, not even fair that's, that doesn't even make sense that, that's not fair at all but hey Cecil any 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 last thoughts any you guys before we get up out of here on the on the bear no man, I want to shout out uh, to my favorite podcast. You guys, you, you you're always, you know, coming in strong with the best movies and shows. I appreciate y'all for having me. And you know, I just want to say, the Bear season three, pay them writers, pay, pay them, the actors, pay them writers, pay them writers. Cecil, you got. Oh, go I was about to ask oh, Cecil something real quick. Cecil, do you have what's what's the restaurant on your radar for your sixteen cuisine? The next one that's on your radar. Oh, man, we got a couple that we got to, you know, we're in election sweep season, so we've, our heads are kind of in the sand. But once we can, you know, come up for some air, um, definitely this new Italian spot, Pulido, is on the radar. Uh, Twisted Turnip. I've been hearing a lot of chatter mm. about that up there in um, in Madison County. Um, I've had two two or three people say, hey, you need to get up there. So there's there's some new spots that, you know, we, 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 we're, we're going to hit real soon for 16 Cuisine. Hey, have you oh. season, have you heard about this show called Mill and Chill? No, I mean, Alex Allen used to used to host a show called Mill and Chill, but we haven't had a second season yet, so we're still trying to push for that. Dude, we, hey, negotiations between the writers and the actors <laughs> are still going on. Oh, fellas, just a quick question: After watching this this show. That did it did it not make you like a little snooty when it came to, to restaurants like watching these people and how they had the system set up and it's like you go to Applebee's and now you're like mm, I don't think y'all I don't think Applebee's can do it for me right now. Because I know you supposed to... always been that guy. So that's I, not I, am, I am that guy. That guy. <laughs> like I know you got a 15 minute tick on my water. Why? Haven't I got a refill on my water and my soda that I had and a limit? Why I can't get that? Cecil's been that guy. (laughs) I'm a borderline food snob, but I'll say what what (laughs) this did do for me is it when I walk around the kitchen, I'm I'm I I need to be addressed as yes chef, you know, like when I'm cooking. (laughs) Like I need (laughs) like like if I if I ask for the cream cheese, I need you to say yes chef or her. You know, I need you know like. And 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 when I say you know I need hands like come on let's let's go let's go <laughs> back 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 like go through back 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 gotcha 
No, That's but before, I, 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 I just want to shout out one quick scene before we bounce. The scene when Richie is interviewing a lady and he changes oh. the napkins. I thought that was just so genius. Like, it was. Yeah, that just feel like like well, she there's no we can't get her. <laughs> like that's when it clicked that he was a different dude. Yeah. So I know yeah, he just, totally sold out to it. I love it. Yeah, like no, of course we can't get her. Like no, we can't do. That's that. what happens when you just you buy. He's he has completely bought in. Like he yeah. is, he has bought in. That's cool. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming through, Cecil, and like we'll get you up next time when something else comes through the drive-in. Hey, um, you just have to be a part of the podcast, but I'm gonna throw this out there. Yana uh-huh. said y'all need to do this too. Have you have you heard of the show from? That's the one with merch from uh yes. Best Man Holiday. Yes, yeah. yeah. Have y'all watched it yet? I don't do horror, no. man. I'm not a horror guy. No, it's is not, that, it's not, is, it, it's is not it like scary. Walking Dead? No, no. It's 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 a it's it is a very well done show. I just we, we started it on Tuesday and we finished two we finished all the seasons of there's oh, two wow. seasons out. It is the best show. It's to me, I'm gonna say it's top three shows I've seen this year. Okay. Easy, all easy. Right. Okay. Um and he, 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 Lamont, you saw it. You saw what Cecil just did right there, right? What do he do? What do he do? Invited himself back on? Right, exactly. That's what he did. Invited himself back on to another show. So I that's guess cool. we'll that's have cool. to. That's what we're doing from then. We're doing, hey. we're doing from with Cecil. Cecil, we're going to talk about. Hey, you know, I'm a politician too. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> cool. I shout it. out to, to Lou. Shout out to Lou, man. Shout yeah, out Lou. Lou's been quiet, man. Yeah. I, I locked quiet. him. He's locked up in the room. Oh, oh okay. He's locked up in the room. I had to. I wasn't playing with him today. No. <laughs> cool. That's dope. All right. Well, let's we'll get you back for from, but we really appreciate you coming through, man. Appreciate yeah. you guys. All right. Peace. All right. Later. Like